everyone, and welcome to On Wednesdays, We Watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a TV show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Brody, and with me as always is Jesse. Oh, hi. And Caitlin. Hello. And today... On this very special episode, we are going to be talking about season two in its entirety in our special season two recap episode, where we talk about all of our favorite, least favorite things, our biggest moments that made us go WTF and all that good stuff. And I'm sure it's going to be a very hot, fiery, burning, flaming episode because, you know, the dealership's on fire and Dan's trapped inside. Yay. (laughs) We love to see it. Right? A passed out Ruthie Dan in a burning building. Hell this yeah. Show, this show keeps threatening me with a good time by trying to kill Dan Scott. And let me tell you what. <laughs> I Are you I, here for it? I'm here for it. I wish they would fucking follow through. I, we discussed last week. Like, it's not going to happen. And like I get a teenage that. boy on prom night. They have a lot of promise. They never follow through. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Today's we this this week's episode is just going to be a fun thing where we just, you know, are really relaxed and off the cuff more so than usual. More so than usual. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're a little structured, structured every other day. Yeah. Like, we're, we're really like this. This these recap episodes are more structured because we actually have like talking points. Right. We have talking points we want to talk about instead of just me trying to recap the episode and you two rambling nonsense at me which i, I don't love know what you're talking about yeah whatever okay I, <laughs> anyway not on. everything i say is really well thought out and uh sure can co- we talk concise? about the gurgling noises when jake and peyton were together because those are real coherent <laughs> those were also really well thought out and concise i could have gone on uh, i i could have elaborated but you didn't want me to <laughs> i mean <laughs> You have the episode to do what you want right now, honey. So let's let's go. All right. So shall we just dive in and start with the first superlative of the season, I should say, because that's what we're going to do. We're going to go through and and say all of our favorite things of different categories and things like that. And some of them are good. Some of them are funny. Some of them are stupid. It's great, though. So um, let's just start with favorite character of season two. Who? Did it for you this season in season two. And I'm talking main character with this. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. Yes. Yes. Because we'll have multiple favorite characters that we have. This is your favorite main character of the season. Um, I'll go first. If you guys would like some time. My favorite character of season two actually is one Miss Brooke Penelope Davis. Because girl grew up this season. Yeah, no, I literally was just thinking the same thing. Her arc this season was great she became so much of like the emotional backbone of this season in a lot of ways because i feel like the season before in season one that was a lot of Haley. Haley was the person who everyone went to who was always that person that was not Haley in season two and i feel like brooke was the constant this season of being there for everybody regardless she was there for lucas she was there for peyton she was even there for nathan at times and I just love her growth this season and the, her self-awareness of her growth. And I just love her. Yeah. No, Brooke is definitely mine too. Cause she's also somehow the most stable person this season as well. <laughs> like 
she yeah she went through some stuff uh but she's really taken everything in stride like and her friend all of her friends have been through crazy things this season and she was just like i'm brooke here i am i am a joy and i am still a little kooky and I've lost all my money, but that's not important right now. Let's figure you out, you know? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Brooke was a really good friend this season to everybody and also grew herself into being a strong, confident person. And I love that for her. Yes. Yeah. Caitlin, my dear. I mean, I always love Brooke and you guys kind of said everything. So, right. I mean, I are, have, are we all kind of in agreement? Other answers. Yeah, we're kind of all in agreement. Brooke Penelope Davis was the MVP of this season, correct? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. could I it, I could change my answer to Jake, but I don't think he's a main character enough to No. No, no. We'll, we'll get we'll we'll we'll, we'll get we'll, to we'll Jake. Get, Jake. But, oh, we'll, no. we'll get to we'll Jake. Get to Jake, Jake. We'll get to Jake. Jake. <laughs> Cuz actually that that's going to transition to the next one, which is your favorite secondary character not a main character because the favorite thing i think about season two is the fact that they brought in a shit ton of new characters Mm -hmm. a ton of these secondary characters who were very vital to some of the plots but you know just didn't have opening credit spots so jesse let her rip who's your favorite secondary character of season two i'm gonna surprise you it's anna it's anna okay okay (laughs) yeah anna get a girl I think she uh, she brought a lot of uh, goodness into, mm-hmm. especially the early season where we were all struggling to get footing. And by we all, I mean the characters were kind of struggling to get footing with everything. Anna brought just a lot of goodness and sweetness to mm-hmm. the show. And I really enjoyed her character and her short little arc. The short time we had her and got to know her. I really enjoyed her. Mm-hmm. Anna was actually going to be my answer as well. I adore her. Um, I think she was such a good part of this season. And it makes me wonder what would have happened had she stuck around and become a more core part of that group. What would have happened? That's my biggest what if of that, of that, of probably the entire series with a lot of stuff is I kind of wish she'd stuck around. And we would have seen what would have happened because I think it would have been great. Um, honorable mentions go to Mr. Jake Jake mm-hmm. and Mouth because yes. I just love Mouth. Mouth's always good. I think yeah. we all can agree we're part of the Mouth fan club in general. But yeah. Always. Yeah, no. J- Jake is like separated from Anna by like 0.01% mm-hmm. on this favorite secondary character. It's essentially a tie. Yeah. But Jake will get his due in a little bit. So okay. I went with Anna. There we go. There we go. Caitlin, my dear, who was your favorite secondary character of the season? Andy. Andy. Mm, I dig Andy. it. I dig it. Because it, the thing about Andy is like a lot, similarly to Anna, he brought a lot of good things to a lot of people, but especially Karen. Yes. Like he, well, I've talked about this before, but like he adored that woman. Absolutely oh. adored her and like wanted I don't think any man has ever her. loved her more than Andy loved Karen this season. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's just and and he was he he never tried to be Lucas's father, but he did try to be Lucas's friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which it, 
I think helped with, you know, the selling point of why Karen fell for him. Mm. And, but also he just, you know, like, I really liked the way that he immediately accepted people and wanted to help. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it took him three seconds to realize Dan was garbage. Like, <laughs> the second somebody asked him, he started looking into Dan. He immediately paid for Jake Jake's lawyers. He paid for Jake's lawyers. He, like, did he, What I mean, he did a lot of things, but, mm-hmm. like, that that was another one that stuck out to me was just like he he didn't know Jake from Adam and he was like I'm gonna pay for your lawyer, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's important to Karen, yeah, yeah. So I just I really liked that we had that foil for the adults mm-hmm. and not just the kids mm-hmm. because the the four or the five if you include Whitey like the the five main adults don't haven't had that up to this point because mm-hmm. it's I mean the show's not about them but like but the the fact that it's just been you know Deb and Karen versus Dan and Keith versus Dan and that's been the whole dynamic and there's been no middle ground to kind of like see things from the outsider's perspective yeah so yeah yeah cool um that's going to transition very well into the next one, which is our favorite adult character of the season. Mm. Who of the grownups tripped your trigger this season, Jesse? Always Whitey. Always Whitey. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, I just, yeah. yeah. Whitey's good. I just, I just get happy whenever he's on the screen. And I love, I love Karen. I, Karen is just putting in the work this season to be everyone's mom. And I love that. But, she cannot bring the joy to my heart that seeing Whitey on the screen brings to me. So I have to give it to Whitey. Yeah. Caitlin, my dear. So this is going to be a hot take. Oh, Mm -hmm. because I would think, I, I, I think that there would be people out there who would not only disagree with me, but maybe argue with me about the age of this character. Okay. But I'm going to say Chris Keller. All right. Because, oh. and number one, I mean, I say he's an adult character because he is. Mm-hmm. That man yeah. is at least 20. Mm-hmm. Like, at least, because, mm-hmm. like, he works in a record store full time. Mm-hmm. So he's not in high school, which means he's an adult. Nope. Nope. Right. And two, I, I know he's an asshole. I know he, like, he he's just, like, he's kind of a douchebag. But Chris Keller makes me laugh. Like he did the most this season. He did I'm the here most. For he did he the did. most in like four episodes. He right. Was... <laughs> yeah. He he managed to do so much damage in a six episode arc. It takes a talent to piss somebody off the minute you walk into a room, and yeah. Chris Keller does that. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, is like he's not like you're not supposed to really like him, but like. It's a different but you kind. You love to hate him, but you love to hate him. Yes, it's and it's a different kind of dislike versus how we feel about Dan. Whereas, mm-hmm. like with Dan, it's like, oh fuck, Dan, and like there's no, mm-hmm. like Dan doesn't make you laugh. Dan doesn't like. No. Say, no. Dan doesn't do things because he thinks it'll be a good time. Like, well, it's a good time for him. 
Well, but I mean, because he's evil, right? Like, yeah. That's what I mean. Like he he doesn't yeah. do things, or rather, Dan does everything with malicious intent. Chris yes. just does it because he thinks it'll be a good time. Yes. Like, and it's, and he just the way that Chris is evil, quote unquote, uh-huh. is just so funny because he's not actually that terrible of a guy. No. When he's just a douche. Yeah. No. <laughs> he's he's not evil like Coke Daddy was evil. Coke Daddy yeah. was evil. Right. Exactly. Where yeah. like, especially when you when like we look at the New York episode where Brooke and Lucas go to New York and Chris and Lucas have that conversation. And Chris, like, you, we see that side of Chris where he's, like, trying to be Haley's friend. Mm-hmm. And the the thoughts of being with her have clearly sailed for him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's no longer interested. No. And he's just being her friend now. Yeah. And, like, that to me is, I, I like that side of him. But it's also, it also shows that, like, he's the villain in Nathan, ha- Nathan and Haley's story. But overall, she's not a villain. Yeah. Right. And so I, I, I'm sad that we've seen the last of Chris Keller for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, but, spoiler there, Jesse. Chris isn't coming into town anytime soon. Uh, that I mean, that's okay. Hopefully he gets his hair fixed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but overall, like, and, and again, this is a, this is a controversial take because I think that uh, like because he's so looped in with the kids that you wouldn't consider him an adult character. Mm-hmm. Based on everything we know about this character, he's, he's an adult. Yeah, right. And I think it it just depends on whether you hear adult in the context of the show and think parental figures, or right. if you think uh, people over the age of people out of high school. Like mm-hmm. I think that's what that divide is. And I think in my brain, I would have never thought of Chris Keller. He honestly wouldn't have been on my list anyway. I just, I, he he makes my skin crawl. I don't like him. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, no, when I hear adults in the context of One Tree Hill, I think parental figures. Mm -hmm. Right. Because everyone else is, is either a special guest or in need of an adult (laughs) or parental figure. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So mine is going to be controversial. Oh, oh, more hot. You guys takes. aren't going to like it. Oh no. Um, but my favorite adult of season two was Dan. No, no, get because, the fuck out of the because, podcast. Get the fuck because, out. No, no, of not here. because I like because I liked what he did this season of just how evil Ew. he was. <laughs> like he propelled so much storyline. By just being a super villain. He upped <laughs> his game this season. And yeah, I did. enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Like, God. There's, I mean, yeah. I don't know what that says about me. Probably I, a lot. It's fine. But are you okay? Like, are you safe in your living condition? Like, do I need to come check on you? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good, honey. I'm good. But I mean, I, I thought because I thought about it. I was like, you know, Karen, Karen's great. Like, I love all of them. Don't get me wrong. But this season, Dan just upped his game so much and was such an integral part of the story. And I enjoyed yeah. all of the mustache twirling awfulness that he did. Like, I'm sorry. I enjoyed the fact he fucked with Jules every minute he could. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, he's evil. But I enjoyed some of the stuff he did because it was awful and hilarious 
the like I, I get where you're coming from just because like and I think I said this at one point early on in the season where it was like you have to hand it to Dan like his commitment to being awful to waking up and choosing violence I yes, think that it was, was your exact quote because he does that does he does do that this season every single day and the yes. other problem is, is the fact the other adults were pretty out, much out of commission for most of this season. I mean, Deb was in rehab for half the time. Keith was gone half the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whitey, it, we're off-season basketball. He's doing civics class and running student elections. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, yeah, I had to hand it to Dan this season. He he was my favorite adult just because of the fact I love to hate him. Yeah, That's I fair. suppose. That is fair. Yeah. Okay. Favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Do we need to add another superlative to like character you most favorite character to hate this season? No, because we already know who that's gonna be. It's Felix. Exactly. We just answered that. See, there's only one person who was worse than Dan this season. It was fucking Felix. Okay. Yeah. Well, the only good is... thing Felix did was give us that shower song. It's true. We were we were really in a dangerously close spot of like completely not talking about Felix at all in this. Oh no, he was going to come up somehow. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, we were going to make sure he was going to come up. I'm sure he was going to come up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but is no, that... he, he's he is the one that we all collectively, ladies and gentlemen, just we love to hate him because he's the fucking worst. There's oh. a reason that his nickname turned into fucking Felix. Fucking Felix. Oh. <laughs> Said, the only good thing he ever did was give us the water is wet. And so it's Felix. <laughs> no, it's water. Sh- water is water hot. Is hot. Oh, yes. Water is hot, wet. And so so is, is scene. Right. <laughs> right. right. Can we cut to our favorite musical moment now? Can we skip to that? Because. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I yes. mean. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Our favorite musical moment. Jesse, what is your favorite musical moment of season two of One Tree Hill? It's a tie between Felix's uh, shower song and the wreckers being there. Like, honestly. <laughs> I mean, the wreckers, Felix singing in the shower. Hmm. I, 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 I get I get the toss up there. I get the toss up there. Yes, yes. Uh, Mine is the wreckers because that was amazing that they were there. And it was the first really big, big act that they had at Trick, mm-hmm. which just. You know, you can kind of see, and I, we mentioned that in season one, that, you know, they had Gavin DeGraw and Sheryl Crow there, but you can tell with the fact they now have trick. They have a place, they have an excuse to bring these bands in and do stuff. And it started really well in season two, and it goes through the entire series, which is great. Well, yeah, because when Sheryl Crow and Gavin DeGraw showed up to the cafe, it felt out of place. Yeah. Like, yeah. we we spent minutes in those episodes talking about why does can karen's cafe handle equipment this big why is show crow just there being ripped off for a cup of coffee like what exactly you know this is the first time the acts felt like actually appropriate to organic organic yeah. to the episode and yep. organic yeah. to the plot exactly exactly so Absolutely. yes so caitlin what was your favorite musical moment um i'm gonna go with Haley getting on stage at Trick. Mm, because like that is, you know, so you know in the first season when Brooke asks Lucas, like, can you feel it change? Mm-hmm. Like, 
this will be the moment you point to and go that that's when everything changed mm-hmm. this that moment when Haley gets on stage at trick that was that moment for Haley mm-hmm. and I really and number one I like the song that she sings and she's it's a stunning ballad I love that beautiful song. ballad and Joy's voice is gorgeous is absolutely gorgeous and I just I love listening to her sing so and I, I love from, the fact from that like a, a personal like preference of liking listening to her sing and also the the importance it played in Haley's plot this season and how and her growth or lack thereof I can't really decide <laughs> I feel like Haley for me gets an honorable mention of like her own award of musical moment because she carries that so hard this entire season and I love the fact too that that wasn't even on Haley's trajectory until they realized that Joy could sing so well and then changed that trajectory for Haley and made it. Mm-hmm. And I love it so much that music is a huge part of Haley's life with that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Then shall we move on to one that I know Jesse will be very happy we move on to the favorite couple of oh. season two. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I, I, I assume we're all going to say the same thing. Are we? But I don't know. I don't know. So, so Wouldn't it be funny if I pulled out like Whitey and Camilla just like out of fucking nowhere? I would uh, say you're a fucking liar and you need to tell the truth. Oh, it's Peyton and Jake, Jake. Exactly. I got- Jesse, you have the floor. Have at it, my dear. I got so invested so invested in that relationship so yeah, you did. quickly uh i was thinking about that today uh while we were watching the while i was watching the finale like i'm happy that like uh luke spoke his piece to brooke or whatever and the you know maybe those crazy kids will figure out their hormones or whatever but like I'm not as invested in any of the other relationships on this television show, except for Peyton and Jake. I love them both. I love them together. I want him to zoom, zoom his micro, his microphone. No, his motorcycle back (laughs) into town with the baby strapped to the back and just like start playing house in Peyton's bedroom again. That's what. That's all I want. At the end. He's so sweet, and he's so handsome, and he's and they he treats Peyton so well. I could go on for so long, but it's Peyton and Jake. Jake. The end. <laughs> I'm just gonna make it real quick. Um, samezies, samezies. <laughs> what she said. Great, Caitlin. Your turn. Yeah, so mine was not, I mean, don't get me wrong, love Peyton and Jake Jake. They were great, but mine was not Peyton and Jake. Um, mm. I really loved, and I know that we got like a very small amount of time with them, but I thought Erica and Mouth were really fucking cute. Yeah. Yes. They were so cute, and it gave us more about Mouth. It yeah. gave mm-hmm. us like, like, We've talked a lot about Mouth this season and how he's the only character in this series that's still in high school because right, yeah. he's the only one stressing about like finals and stuff. Yeah. And it was just nice because he and Erica have that very typical high school relationship. Huh. 
Like yeah. the normal, what you and I are used to high school relationship where all they want to do is spend time together and study and <laughs> like just hang out and there's no drama. Like the biggest piece of drama is mouth being worried. He tanked his calculus final cause he was hanging out with Erica. Like right. that's, I, it was just nice. And I'm, I'm glad that we got more of mouth. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they're teeing him up really nicely to finally be a season regular <laughs> or series regular. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. and it's like, I think you and I agreed at some point earlier this season that he is absolutely the kind of boy that we would have wanted to date in high school. Like, yeah, I think we all agreed on that point where he was like, absolutely the kind of boy we would have had a crush on. I would have dated in high him in high school. Yeah. I, I Probably, yeah, I probably would have dated him in high school, especially if he was involved like in the theater department and he was like yeah. a techie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would have been all over that. Oh, like, yeah. So it's just nice to, like, see that someone else sees that. Yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. In him. Uh, yeah. Love it. Okay. Then let's talk about our favorite villain of season two. Didn't and, we already establish it with Felix? <laughs> well, no, he's the one we love to hate. Oh, okay. He's the one we love to hate. I'm talking, like villain that you loathe like if they got hit by a train you would clap and be so happy about it jules there we go okay fuck jules man (laughs) like like we i mean yes dan is consistently evil and terrible but like fuck jules man (laughs) like she because the worst thing about jules is she was a villain without even realizing it Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. she thought she was the victim she was too selfish to realize that she was causing harm. Right. She well, she yeah. firmly believed the entire time that this was going on, that she was the victim. Not mm-hmm. only because of what happened in her life that led her to this point, but because she was being manipulated by Dan mm-hmm. to do these awful things. Yeah. So, like, it, like I mean, because that woman is, like, I mean, I'd go as far, like, She's probably Ari. She's probably 31, 32. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is her mindset is she is the victim. Mm-hmm. And that just doesn't sit right with me. And and also she fucking destroyed Keith's heart. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely annihilated Keith. There's not a there is not a single person on this earth that deserved what happened with Jules less than Keith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And she just went with it mm-hmm. even just even the fact that like before she met keith she was willing to do this horrible thing to another person yeah yeah absolutely so anyway fuck jules i'm glad she's gone <laughs> bye yeah. bye maria manunos right. you with the movies <laughs> mm. jesse uh, dear who is your favorite villain of the season got See, if you frame it like who I would clap for if they got hit by a train, it's Uh Dan. Okay. If you, uh, if I think about, but like Dan is the obvious answer. We have pontificated on Dan a lot Uh this season. But like, as far as putting 
my favorite arc into place this mm-hmm. season. Coke Daddy Rick is absolutely Ooh, I like it a villain that needs to be talked about because if Peyton wouldn't have gotten into trouble like that, Jake would never have come back and Luke wouldn't have convinced Jake to come back. And so I think for my purposes it this season, uh, yeah. Coke daddy Rick is, is where the villain trophy goes. I get that. My villain trophy is not far from that. Mine's Nikki. She Mm -hmm. was a piece of work this season. I just, I, oh, what a fucking bitch. Oh my God. I hate her so much. And you love to hate her, but I just, I hate her. I hate her. Oh, I don't God. even love to hate her. I just hate her. No, that's yeah. true. That's true. No, I love the fact that I hate her. I, don't love, <laughs> her. I love the fact that I hate her. I feel just secure hate in my hate. Yes. Yeah. I just, I don't think I need to say anymore, except that it, it, it's Nikki and she's just evil and she's a bitch and I hate her so much. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. then next one because we just we're gonna do it every season what was our favorite basketball moment of season two kids (laughs) in a basketball basketball moment worth mentioning and it's nathan throwing the basketball into the river (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's the only basketball yeah it's the only one worth mentioning is that he he was he didn't want to let lucas play because you know his mother threatened him with an inch of his life and nathan was like no you can't play no go away and threw the basketball (laughs) in the river yeah equal i think all of my favorite basketball moments are lucas being denied the Yes. ability to play basketball because yes. Karen yeah. has when he shows up at the river court and skills and junk and Fergie and mouth are all like uh uh-uh. uh like, <laughs> nope your mom you said no <laughs> your your that mom's real scary basketball yeah, no. moment like right. just, and truly truthfully if we want to talk about a basketball moment and Lucas being denied the ability to play basketball the best basketball moment is the way that Karen put in the work to make sure that everyone in Lucas's life including the new girl uh-huh. He wasn't allowed to play. Yep. Right? Yep. My favorite. It's I my think, favorite. Yeah. Karen oh. is my favorite basketball moment. This <laughs> 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 yes. 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 Uh, uh, okay. Then on to some more little more wackier ones that we came up with. Um, the best product placement of season two, kids. The debit cards were fucking wild. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. There, there yeah. wasn't like. There were a lot, but they were all very subtle this season. They they get less subtle as they go on. I'm very excited for that. I love a bad product placement uh, mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like we had the secret cheerleading championships this year or whatever. You know, right. singular, or the singular wireless panic phone call. Right. I mean, I would also say, like, just the fact that Dan owns a car dealership. Mm-hmm. Like, every time that they use a car and you they flash the, like, the brand of the car, like, that's product yeah. placement. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's true. It's just funny to me. The debit cards were so bad. That was, that was funny. God. That whole episode was like, we don't have snacks. Don't worry. I have my... MasterCard debit card here. We can buy the snacks on the road. Like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Then another one that's new, the most triggering fashion 
of season two. <laughs> and I have one thing to say. Yeah. Am I wrong for keeping these cute little wedges? <laughs> those things were fucking terrible. Yes, I hated those things so much. Those hot uh, pink pieces of garbage. Yeah, those were those were rough. Bad. I'm uh, gonna go with the lingerie fashion show featuring minors. <laughs> I had a real big problem with that. that like was so bad. <laughs> uh, so so uh, bad. All of mine have to do with the use of flip-flops. The the Abercrombie jeans and flip-flops on Lucas and uh, the matching Old Navy flip-flops to all of Brooke Davis's tops. Like, yes. that... I noticed that in the season finale when yeah. she flopped on the bed and she kicked her legs up. I was like, her shoes and her top are the same color. Yep, yep. We all did that. The Old Navy flip-flops cost $3. You mm-hmm. can buy one in every color. See, every girl did that. Every boy did the jeans and the flip-flops. Yeah. It was a thing. Everybody I, did it. Can, so, on the subject of triggering fashion, <laughs> and the early the early aughts are trying to come back. The They're Gen Z, for whatever fucking reason, is trying to bring the early aughts back in terms of fashion. And... I need jeans and flip-flops to stay there. In the past? In the past. Oh, see, because I'm so here my for boyfriend it. Bring, it on. bring it on. Still wears jeans and flip-flops. <laughs> and if everybody start, starts doing it, I'm never going to be able to get him to stop. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm team jeans and flip-flops, so I can't weigh in on this. <laughs> Absolutely not. I love it. I would yes. rather die. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, no, okay. what's funny, though, is that so yesterday I got a FaceTime call from my baby, in quotes, sister, uh, who's 20. Uh, but so my mom was going through a bunch of my old stuff from high school that's in totes in her garage right now. And uh, essentially we went we were on FaceTime digging through my high school shit. And mm-hmm. right on top of one of the totes was a pair of the chunkiest heels you ever did see they were like chunky strappy black leather heels with like boot tread on the bottom of them like the most you don't know how those little straps actually held onto your feet because the chunky heel and the treads were so big the heels weighed five pounds each because they were so chunky like these are like mountain climbing high heels and i loved them uh, I wore them in high school and they were right on top and I go, oh God, the, you know, the nineties of it all, the two th- early two thousands of it all. And my sister's like, can I have them? And I'm like, yeah, knock yourself out. And we dig a little farther and she found my collection of bucket hats from the early aughts. And she's like, oh, oh yeah, hi Haley. Hat. How are you? When I said I was Haley. I was not lying. I want you to understand that. Uh, and then, so we find my bucket hats and she's, and I'm like, you can have those too if you want them. And she goes, oh good. I was, I wanted to ask, but you beat me to it. So like, yeah, Gen Z sister is raiding my shit from high school right now from like freshman year of high school. And it's, I hate it. Yeah. I love so. it. Bring it on. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? She took, she took my Pooh Bear bucket hat. <laughs> wow. Wow. 
Wow. Okay. Moving on. Now we're going to get into the biggest WTF moment of the season for you. The moment that made you go, what the fuck? Oh, God. Shall I go first? Yes. Mine was when Nikki visited Jake at jail. Oh, God. And made that baby magically appear out of nowhere. (laughs) And just walked away. And I was like, what? What? What the fuck? What? Huh? I couldn't. I was Jake in that moment of him like banging on that glass and screaming at at her. I'm like, that was me at the TV. I'm like, no, no, no. Goddamn, no. Don't yeah. take that baby. <laughs> no. No. Oh, God. Uh, there were a lot this season, though. I, will. I think the first one from the season that needs to be called out is Tim shitting in the golf hole. <laughs> you doing number two on num- the number two hole? You did number two on the number two hole. Uh, I think that is the earliest and ho- most hilarious what the fuck moment. Mine was uh, traumatizing. Yours was tra- <laughs> Yeah, no. What the fuck has a large uh, breadth of meaning. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Tim shitting on the golf course. The mini golf course. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, my dear. Um, <laughs> this is this is a niche. What the fuck? But um, Coke Daddy Rick's entire existence in Wilmington, <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> Who is he? Who does he work for? <laughs> what bands do you have? Like, what? I. They could have found a better reason to bring Jake back, is all I'm saying. Like, we didn't need Coke Daddy Rick. Like, we don't need Coke Daddy Rick for... uh, Clearly, Peyton doesn't either, because she got Jimmy World and the Wreckers to play. Like, so just Coke Daddy Rick being introduced at all was my what-the-fuck moment. I I would also like to shout out that I got you all to call him Coke Daddy. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Well, <laughs> uh, I I would say honorable mention goes to Jules's entire existence. Yeah. And the drugged bottle of scotch. Oh. Uh, <laughs> see, I don't think that's a what the fuck moment because Dan had that coming. Yeah. <laughs> like a, that's a that checks out moment. Yeah. yeah well, that, that's, that's on brand. I mean, I just, I didn't think someone would just go to straight arson to try to kill him. Well, right. But first they poisoned him. Yeah. So, because, like, I'm with Jeffy in that. It's like, that checks out because this is now two seasons where the series finale has left us wondering if Dan was going to survive. It's true. That's true. That's true. (laughs) That's very true. That's very true. Very on brand to me. Yeah, that's very true. Like, yeah. uh, Okay. Then, finally, let's talk about our favorite episode of season two. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Who would like to go first? I can go first because I know what mine is. Get it. Do it. Um, the sleepover. Uh, <laughs> road trip episode. Because... Yeah. First of all, it's got great dialogue throughout. Like, 
the scene where they're all fighting is hilarious. It gave us Felix's number one single, The Water is Hot. <laughs> it gave us great brother content yep. across the board. It yep. gave us the number two Billboard single, Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> it's it just overall is a fun episode. Mm-hmm. And it's one that I really... I enjoyed watching it like because when because truthfully when I think about season two and like when someone asks me about like season two of One Tree Hill and what immediately comes to mind it's the scene where they're all fighting in Haley's kitchen and may I quote crack whore slut liar correct that is what I immediately think of yeah because it's just so funny, especially when you pair it with her ripping the nose strip off of Brooke's face. Mm-hmm. That is pure comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. So, it's great. Yeah, it's great. that's my favorite episode. Yeah. Jesse? I literally, so much has happened this season. I had to pull up IMDb. Mm-hmm. Uh, the season two episode guide, and I'm scrolling through it right now. Right. Um, I know mine. Go for it. Mine is unopened letter to the world, which is the time capsule episode. Oh, yeah. Merely for the wonderful storytelling and writing that the writers did that episode of weaving those um, time capsule scenes with the show. And it was just done so well. And I loved Anna's arc that episode. And I loved Anna and Mouth together. I didn't know I needed that in my life. And I'm sad we didn't get more of that. Because the two of them were gold. And I loved it. Yeah. I think my favorite episode was Dare Night. Uh, There we go. We've established that I love a a romp. Uh-huh. I love a romp of an episode and that was our romp this season. Mm-hmm. And uh it was so yeah, funny. We, we really only got one. Yeah, mm-hmm. this season. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think Dare Night just because it uh what again, it was high schoolers mostly acting like high schoolers and those yeah. do tend to be my favorite moments in this show like uh you know throw minkus over the fence into the reptile exhibit and steal a turtle like poop Mm -hmm. on the mini golf course uh undress in the mall to return clothes like perfect yes give me that episode mouth singing baby got back yes literally anytime anyone gives minkus a microphone I'm I'm like, yes, put him on stage, let him dance. I yes. Um, yeah. yeah. So dare night. I will dare. I love it. Night. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And I would say honorable mention for me goes to the two part season finale because those both episodes were so good as well. Oof. I know we I talked about this during the episode two episode or episode twenty-two, mm-hmm. but I cried so hard during yeah. that uh, first part of the finale. 
Yeah. Like, wowzers. It's been it was a good. while. It's it was been good. a while. So, since I've cried that hard at a television show. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, Downton Abbey is the last time I cried that hard. Uh, Oof. There you yeah. go. So. Yeah. There you go. That's. Mm. Love it. We we haven't mentioned Taylor at all. We've talked a lot. We about haven't. Villains. We haven't. And, and Taylor was a good part of season two. Yeah. I enjoyed Taylor because well, because Taylor had a really nice arc of she started as we thought she was going to be this big villain and turns out she's not. She's just mm-hmm. struggling like everybody else is. Yeah. And finally found a little bit of peace by the end of that season of her little arc with Nathan. Working and, at Coyote and, Ugly. <laughs> and, right, working at Coyote Ugly. Um, and helped Nathan a lot. And yeah, I I, I give Taylor props. I yeah. love I love that character and I love that actor so much for that. Um, one other thing I did want to mention, as far as like my favorite acting moment of the season, I have to give a special shout out to Hillary Burton as Peyton in the bathroom after that dance, having that mental breakdown with the coke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's either before and it broke our hearts. And yeah. that single small scene and that piece of acting was so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also that- Nathan and Karen. Yeah. yeah. It's it's that the Peyton solid scene. acting from James Lafferty in that James season. James Lafferty. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know every time James Lafferty pulls a performance like that out of his back pocket i'm surprised and i don't know why like why shouldn't he be a good actor is it because he's so pretty like uh he's i think it's just because we know he's so much younger than the rest of the cast yeah that just in general because of his age i think people just expect him to not be as good of an actor as he was at the time yeah but he gives like such a nuanced performance like in those quieter scenes like always and even like even i'm just thinking off the top of my head in that season finale when brooke hears lucas tell her that he loves her her emotion in her face that entire time is so good the acting on this show is so underrated in my opinion Mm -hmm. like it's not obviously like the most groundbreaking thing ever but they all it's, do such a good job with what they're given and how they do it. And it's so good. It's better than it needs to be. Exactly. Is the thing. Exactly. Like this is a, this is a WB soap opera mm-hmm. or no, we established it's not a soap opera, but this is a WB teen drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does. It, the acting doesn't need to be this good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But it is. And we love it, it for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now comes probably my favorite part of these episodes. <laughs> Uh, we're going to, <laughs> um, oh, no. <laughs> watch the season three trailer and then get Jesse's predictions for what's going to happen in season three. So we'll be right back. We're going to watch this and we'll give you the hot takes when it's done. Okay. We'll be right back. And we're back. Yes. So Jesse, how you doing, buddy? What, what what do we think of what do we think of that? Mm-hmm. She has a puzzled look on her face, ladies and gentlemen. She's lot. trying to form words. Mm. There's a, there's a lot in thirty seconds of uh, of promo. Oh, hmm. okay. 
visual impressions. Haley gets a lot blonder. Uh, uh, I like Brooke's new haircut. Um, oof. Did Lucas burn the car dealership down? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So, what, what do you want? What do you want for me? Season three <laughs> predictions. Yeah, what do we think is going to happen in season three? Three predictions. Um, I would say, what are your beginning of season three predictions? Yes, yes. The trailer that Jesse watched, to be fair, is not the full season. No. Like coming up on One Tree Hill season three, it was the trailer for the season premiere. Yeah. So what is your halfway, what is your first half of season three? Yes. Okay. I think obviously Dan survives like whatever. Uh, (laughs) That's inevitable. Fine. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think Nathan doesn't go to high flyers. I think the fact that Haley's back and his dad was just barbecued uh, is going to put another damper in Nate going to high flyers, Um, which is going to lead to more drama between him and Haley and him and Dan and whatever. Fine. Uh, They are heavily alluding that Luke burnt the... set the dealership on fire but let us not forget that he also cannot take back telling Brooke that he loves her and kissing her before she leaves so I don't know there's so much nary nary a Jake Jake in all the promo trailer (laughs) um so there is that sad sad day uh there's a bonfire so there's going to be some kind of like beginning of the school year kickoff. Brooke Davis is back with a great new haircut. Uh, yeah. I honestly am. I don't know where they go from here. I because like you said, that was just the, the season premiere thing. So they did not touch on anything, any of Peyton's stalker issue situation, her mom coming, like not being dead. Her mom not being who she thought her mom was. Like, they didn't touch on any of it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Do you... So, quick rapid-fire yes or no predictions. Yeah, do it. Do you think Haley and Nathan are going to work it out this season? Mm. Yes and no. I No to begin with. Yes by the end of the season. Okay. Do you think Lucas and Brooke are going to get back together? No. Do you think... Keith is coming back at all. Or do you think we've seen the last of him? Yes, he's coming back. I don't think we've seen the last of him. What about Andy? Yeah, we've seen the last of Andy. Andy's gone. Unless Andy was actually the one who set the dealership on fire. In <laughs> which case, uh, we'll see him for like two episodes before he gets put in jail. Uh, <laughs> do we think Deb is doing pills again? No. Um, <laughs> do you think Ellie is actually Peyton's mother? Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Well, Elizabeth. Her name's Elizabeth. I think we're going to we're going to get a Larry Sawyer uh episode or two this at the beginning of the season. That's another prediction I have. Larry Larry's going to uh grace us with his presence. Papa Sawyer's going to come back. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. Papa Sawyer's gonna come back and deal with the Elizabeth thing, I think. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. Oh, I will say, Caitlin and I have said this. Season three is one of our favorite seasons of the entire series. It's um, another one where we get some like some new characters who are great. Yes. There is there is there is one character that I'm thinking of right now that changes everything for this show. Oh. And I'm so excited when they come. Yeah. Same. And I forget if they're at the very beginning. They're at the beginning of the season, right, Caitlin? Oh, yeah. 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 They show up at the beginning and they, we'll just say, they turn everything on their heads. Is it is it that redhead that's in that uh, that cast picture you wouldn't let me ask about? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll find out way more about her. Later that that picture is the excited. reason I'm not allowed on social media. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> but here's the thing. The nice thing is, Jesse, the more we watch, the less we have to worry about it, really. It's true. Oh, so. right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so stressed yeah. out. This fucking television show stresses me out. I I will say to say that season three is probably my favorite because it does. It is the biggest game changing season. It and season five, I think, change things the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, with that, which is, I think, why they're my favorites. And season four is right there with it. So like the next three seasons, honestly, are my favorite time period of One Tree Hill. Yeah, I'm very excited to see what what Jesse thinks about it. Yeah. I enjoy senior year and I enjoy the season after senior year. Yeah. A lot. Um, I, I do have one prediction mm. for the future. Uh, and I think someone dies in season three. I think someone's going to die in season three. Do you All have right. an idea who? I don't want to speak it into it. I do not want to speak it into existence. I, I will refrain from naming names, but I think someone right. that we all love is going to die in season three. Um, I want you to speak it into existence, so I'm going to turn off my camera so you can't see my face if you are correct. Yes. Say it. Is it... Does Keith die? I think Keith might die, and I'm really upset about it. I guess we're going to find out. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. So, all right, guys, that's going to do it for us here (laughs) on the recap for season two. Um, I think we've had a lot of fun in season two. We hope you guys have had two. Um, I love the fact our little superlatives and our predictions for season three that Jesse has. I think that's great. And I'm excited to do season three a lot. I think I've said that like 12 times today, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. It really does mean the world to us that this little podcast has a little loyal following of people that listen to us every single week and, listen to our hot takes and, and think we're entertaining in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. And uh, (laughs) shout out to my college roommate who had to find out that I have her Atari CD still on the podcast. Uh, Mandy, (laughs) uh, Mandy, I, I, I love you and you're not getting your CD back ever. (laughs) You even know where it is. Oh, it's in my car. Are you kidding me? I thought this was going to be a, you're not getting it back because I lost it. (laughs) Oh no! 
it's 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 been my driving cd for like 10 years so <laughs> love it yeah well anyways that's gonna do it for us guys thanks so much for listening as always don't forget to like rate and subscribe to the podcast follow us on social media at on wednesday's pod hit us up on the dms on instagram we love to hear from you guys and we will see you guys next week when we start season three senior of- year year of on wednesdays we watch one trail jesse we're two out of nine seasons away you got Man, seven seasons left honey. It. the finish right? line the end's Man. in sight <laughs> anyway we'll see you guys next week for senior year we'll see you guys next week bye bye, bye.